Welcome to Plus Size Stories, episode 10, the season finale. And what an interview we have for you to end this season. We are going to be speaking with Mike, a uh, former stand-up comic from New Jersey. Um, but now he is basically an inspirational weight loss mentor, for lack of a better term, um, that I personally look up to every day. I've never met somebody more positive in the advice that he gives to people. And um, wise beyond his years, uh, as my old grandpappy may say. So with that, we will be speaking with Mike. Welcome once again to Plus Size Stories, and this is the season finale, and with me today is Mike, a 29-slash-47-year-old hey. uh, <laughs> writer from New Jersey um, who has gone through a pretty significant weight loss journey and uh, will tell us all about it. Hey, Mike, how you doing? I'm glad to be the season finale. I know after what we talk about today, we're getting canceled, so that's going to be the end of it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be yeah. great. One and done. It'll be like Firefly, <laughs> the Firefly of podcasts. We're going to make it really good, though. It's going to be a bombastic ending here. Right, right. Uh, so. But yes, I am 29, occasionally 47 when I'm trying to get some... Because anytime that I say that I'm 47 on the stream, like on my live streams, people will be like, oh my God, you're 47? You look fantastic. For 47 and i'm like yeah that's absolutely my grandma taught me that what, what we go I'm out for her that is how many people buy into that <laughs> it's it fantastic just, yeah yeah i just i love because my grandma she would go in and be like you know i she'd tell the people at the restaurant i'm eight, i'm 85 years old she was turning 70 and they go what are you kidding me right and she, yep and she could fully commit to it you look great <laughs> <laughs> yep. So you got to start telling people that you're just, and no one ever questions it. What are they going to do? Say, no, you're not. Right, right. But yeah, yes, I, I am 29. Uh, for now, when this comes out, I'll likely be 30. Okay. Um, that's coming up in about a week. All right. Yeah. Uh, but I, I lost 110 pounds. Took me about five years to get there. But I am most proud of keeping that weight off. So, you know, obviously the 110 pounds, it's a fun number to throw around and say that I did it. Sure. But the most difficult and most intense part of my journey has been preventing it from coming back. Sure. And that's what I've based my career on now is trying to teach other people how to do the same thing, how to prepare for that to happen and how to have a plan once we get there. Because a lot of us were just sort of gunning for the number. And once we hit it, what happens then? Right. And well, I'm not blaming anybody for it. We just, no one prepares us for it. We're yeah. only told about weight loss not weight maintenance. And that's going to be the bulk of your journey if you do it right. Right. Yep. I fell into that as well. You know, just, uh, I, there was a time where I lost 105 pounds and I hit my goal. Now everything's great. Mm -hmm. And I'm now sure what? I ordered a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause we just, we're going to celebrate the same way that we got there because that's what we haven't. One of the things I was talking about the other day was the things that we want have to change. We can go back to the things that we like, but the things that we want more often have to change. If, if, if they're not replaced, but repressed, they're going to come back. Right. 
Right. So it's, it's, it's not about repressing. It's not about saying like, I, I can't have this. I can't have this. It's, it's about, yeah, I can have this, but now I want other things. Right. It's different for me now. Yeah. And I think that uh, it was funny. I was talking with my wife about this the other day and, and uh, I think she may have even asked the question, what happens when you hit your goal? And I said, I keep going like, because like there's no stop now. Like it just, it changes. Certainly. I mean, we, cause we've talked a lot about maintenance and whatnot, but, but I'm not, I'm not the guy that can stop. <laughs> I, I'm just oh. not. So, so, um, and that's okay. That's okay. Because as long as I know that going into it, <laughs> I mean, I'm much better off. Um, it's just what you're moving towards has to yeah. change. We, we can't keep losing weight. A lot of us have been continuing to lose weight because that's the goal. And how do you continue to lose weight without completely wasting away? Right. You gain the weight back. Right. So it's if your only goal singularly is to lose weight, you're going to continue doing it. It's just not going to be the way that you think it's going to happen. Right. Right. And so uh, what's what's really cool for me, uh, just watching other people that are losing weight and, and on their own journeys is um, what those goals morph into. Because I don't know about you. I didn't know what my goals were going to be until... I don't know. I, I lost my first hundred pounds and, and I started going, what do I want next? And I wasn't even at, at my goal weight, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> but, but it's just like, it, so if we're constantly thinking about what's next, that's probably pretty healthy, right? I mean, we don't even know what our goal weights are. I think a lot of people are basing their goal weights on a weight that they were when they were very young. Yeah. Probably. And depending on how long they've had that weight on their bodies, that's over. That doesn't mean that you can't get down to like a place where you're skinnier or something. But like, if you think you're going to get back to your high school weight and you're in your forties or something, that's not healthy. It's not what your body is. You are a different human being biologically, physically, everything. Yeah. Yeah. In in those two times. Even if you could, you'd be a different shape. Yeah, completely. So, um, so Mike, why don't don't you tell us a little bit about your, your background and, and uh, when did you like, Growing up, were were you a heavy kid? No, no, I gained all my weight in my early twenties. Okay, uh, doing stand up actually. So it's all I ever wanted to do was make people laugh, and now I make them cry. So you can see how well that turned out. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I was. I grew up in a very healthy household with very fantastic parents. You know them, and they know you. Um, and they're in incredible shape. They're in better shape than I am right now. And um, because of that, the food that was in our house was very healthy. And the food that was not in our house was what looked very good to me. So, you know, it was all like the the fast food and the candy and all that kind of stuff. And we had it, but it was always like an occasional thing. Well, and that was going to be my next question is whether or not that was a restriction. Because I've heard of people doing, I think uh, David Roden talks about that, where Mm -hmm. like in his family his dad was a cardiologist and you know they only had um good food except when dad wasn't around and mom would cater to everything that david wanted and he would have friends over and just you know it but but it wasn't part of like the family food it was Mm -hmm. it was a special thing it was like off to the side um so so it it wasn't do you, do you think that you leaned towards the stuff that you uh, didn't normally have because of restriction and it, oh, yeah. without even using a capital R on that? Just like, 
That's one of the things that uh, you, you've heard me say, make food less special. Right. And it's for that reason, because when it becomes an event, when it becomes an occasion, when it's like, oh, we get to do this fun thing now that like a certain thing is happening, we're going to look forward to that all the time. Right. So if there's a way to make that food less special, which unfortunately kind of means also making it available and then figuring out where's the balance, how do I stop myself from continuing to going out and getting it? And that's where I talk about, you know, make it more difficult to get, but still make it available. It's there. There's a lot of back and forth on it. Right. But yeah, once I had my own money, all that special food was now accessible to me and I could have as much of it as I wanted. Yep. And surely I did. And I made myself sick doing it. I didn't enjoy it. I don't think anybody does really. We think we enjoy it, but we don't. I was at McDonald's twice a day. You've heard my pizza burrito story where I'd get a large meat lover's pizza from Papa John's. I'd tell him not to slice it because I, for whatever reason in my head, I said, if I roll it up, it tastes better. And I just, I don't know if I just liked the uh, consistency more or whatever, but like, that's no way to live. Right. right. But it, it was really just out of defiance. It was out of like, I get to have this thing now, so I'm going to get to do it however I want to do it. Mm -hmm. And in that essence, you know, I've looked back and realized that I was, I was out of control, but I felt like I was in control because I had decided this is what I want to do. I want to eat this much food. Therefore I'm in control. Right. Right. Just like, you know, if you want to dust a shelf in your house, you can either get a duster or you can burn the house down. Right. Both will accomplish the same thing. You're in control of that situation, but which one's going to be better for you? Right. Yeah. I think that the, um, that, that whole getting your own money and now you can buy whatever you want or eat whatever you want based on that. That's a huge thing. It, it, it's, it's real. And, and I, I mean, I went through it as well. Um, the, so, so, uh, you, you, when did you start stand up? I started stand up. Uh, I started stand up 2013, so 10 years ago. Okay. Uh, I did so poorly that I did not return for another three years. And then it was from 2016 on. Um, pretty much until the pandemic. Okay. So you didn't do the uh, the drive-ins or the parking no. lot shows or anything? No, that like was, that. yeah, I, I didn't, I don't know. It's, I live in Jersey, so I get enough of people honking at me. Yeah. So that was <laughs> enough. I didn't need that. Fair enough. Um, and so um, at what point did you kind of realize I need to make a change? It wasn't under duress. Like I think a lot of people have it happen to them. I was doing something for stand up at the time and I had a friend hand me a bottle of kefir probiotic. If you, if you, have you had that? No, it's, it's gross. Don't try it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like if, if yogurt had an evil twin, it's, it's just really disgusting. But I, he handed me this bottle and he said it helps with cravings. And up until that point, I really hadn't thought about cravings or like, dieting or anything i was just like i mean this is who i am it's not I, I wasn't really all that uncomfortable to be honest okay and i tried it and in that moment i was like okay so what i just don't have cravings anymore and i i don't know what exactly that sparked in me but i went home and i was like i think i'm going to start exercising maybe maybe eat a little bit less or whatever and of course i did both of those things terribly because i was starving myself and exercising way too much right 
Um, but I lost like 35 pounds that summer. Okay. And I like saw progress happening and that's, that's kind of like what sparked the journey. Um, but then the winter came along and those unsustainable habits that I was on, uh, you, you can't continue to do that through the winter. So I gained the weight back all of it. And that's kind of when I started to have like insecurities about it. Hmm. And that's really kind of when the roller coaster began was when I gained the weight back. It wasn't even the first time, Okay, but it was when I realized like, Oh, this is not permanent. Like something, something's happening here. I can't just lose weight and have it like it's, it's going to keep coming back. And yeah. So do you think that's, that's after, after the winter is when you kind of made that mindset change to make a more permanent change after that winter. So that was 2017, the beginning of 2018, I had already like gotten back into a routine again. I was losing a decent amount of weight again. And that February I had fallen ill with a heart condition. Oh, it was genetic. It was coming anyway. Um, whether or not I was healthy, fat, sure. anything. Um, so from there, the doctors were like, well, you know, just what, what does your diet and exercise look like? And I tell them like, it's never been better. I'm, I'm doing well. And I cleaned it up even more from there. I lost in 2018. I was probably the skinniest that I would be up until about now. Okay. Because I really cleaned everything up after that. But then that, that winter I gained the weight back again. Yeah. And then 2019 lost it, gained it, lost it, gained it and, and so on. Hmm. Okay. So, so that, so that true yo-yo, a seasonal mm-hmm. yo-yo <laughs> yeah. for, for you. So, mm-hmm. um, so that brings us to pandemic time. Pandemic and, time. And so how did you handle that? So the beginning of that year was a getting in shape year. Again, so, you know, that came along and I'm like, okay, here we go. And I was in good shape then. I was doing well. Pandemic hit. We were home. No reason to continue. I gained all the way back. And 2020 was a skinny year and ended as a fat year. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Just uh, the, the way that I look at it, I got a 2017 fat year, 2018 skinny year, 2019 fat, 2020 skinny, 2021 fat, 2022 skinny. Like yep. it just, if you were to take an average of, what I was each year. And in 2022, I looked at myself and I looked at this pattern and I realized, Hey, if I don't do something about this, 2023 is a fat year again. Mm -hmm. What do I do to make that not happen? Right. I had overshot my goal weight by 10 pounds. My goal weight was, I don't often say it because it's not important in the story, but it was 165. I went down to 155. I'm six, three Kurt. That's not healthy. Right. That's really small. Yeah. And if it, <laughs> I, I, you've probably seen the picture of me where I'm looking like a skeleton, my head looks too big for my body. Like it's, I thought I was fat. Yeah. I thought I was fat then. Right. And I, but I thought I had the healthiest mindset in the world. I said, well, I'm just, I'm not going to look at the scale. I'm just going to keep walking, doing my dieting and the fat will come off when it comes off. In theory, that's a great way to look at it. Sure. But I didn't realize that my mind was seeing something that wasn't there. Yeah, well, that that body dysmorphia thing is it's mm-hmm. it's so real, it's so real, it's um, huge. Like, and and look, I mean, I'm I'm aware of it 
as much as anybody in terms of like fighting against that. My wife gave me a hug last night and she said, you're getting so skinny. And I went, no, I'm not. Isn't that an interesting thing to hear? Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, it, it, I hope we can, we can grow enough to not have that happen and to recognize, I recognize that I've lost weight. I, and I know you have, you, you recognize that too, but there's still that like going, and eh, not good enough, not good enough. It, you still look big here and here and here and you see the flaws more than anything else. Well, you know where that mindset lives, right? Because you told me in the very beginning where that oh. mindset lives. And that mindset lives in the fact that you can't sit still, that you always have to have a goal. You've got to have something right. to keep going toward. Right. If you gave yourself credit, what would happen? You'd stop. Complacency. Yeah, yep. complacency. You yeah. don't want to be stagnant. So right. that's why you're always looking to have something to do. You have a goal that you want to finish up. And that's a great way to live if we can harness it in a proper and healthy right. way. <laughs> right. And we did not do that for a long time. But we're, we're doing that now. Right. You know, well, well, and that's why like people have asked me lately, what's your goal weight? And I said, well, it was 185. I said, however, if I'm 200 pounds and jacked, I don't care. <laughs> I'll be good. I'll be good with that. I'm you still know? trying to figure mine out. And I don't knows? know what I'm going to weigh. Like literally people are asking me and I'm going, I really don't know. I just know that this is what I'm doing right now is the right thing for me to do right now. And I'm going to the gym and strength training just to see if I can build some muscle. And we'll see what happens. I don't know. You know but, why they're asking that, though, right? No. They're asking that because that's their only marker of success. Oh, sure. That's I, the only thing that they have in their mind of like, well, if Kurt's trying to lose weight, obviously he's just working toward a number. Right. They don't realize that you put a lot more thought into right. it. This is, this is no longer a weight loss journey. This is a wellness journey. Right. You're trying to get better, right. you know? Yeah, and that's funny because uh, you know I I was at a friend's uh, for a, for a get together yesterday, and um, normally I would drink a whole bunch of beer with them and and just hang out, and and I got no problem with that. But I'm doing the 75 hard thing, and there's no alcohol in the 75 hard thing. And they said, so is this like a weight loss thing? I said, no, it, it has nothing to do with weight loss. It's really it's just a discipline program, and I find value in it, and. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've chosen to take these 75 days and not drink uh, as part of everything else that I have to do as part of that. And, yeah. and they had that look in their head going, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, but that's okay because they don't need mm -hmm. to. I, I, I'm, I'm good with it. Um, well, they can't imagine making a lifestyle change for anything more than a number drop it. Right. And that's not their fault either. No. That's just what we've been taught to think about it as. It's like, we're treating diets as like basically a course of antibiotics to try to get rid of the ick from our bodies. And then, you know, who cares if we get sick again? We'll just take the antibiotics again. Right. Right. And I think that uh, that's that's the other thing that throws people is I know that you are a big proponent of this, as is uh, Kirsten um, and, and countless others. But we we're, we're very much doing the. So when people say, hey, how do I start? Okay, well, how about this? Start slow. Track your food. Mm -hmm. Don't even change it. Just track it. Just do, do, do a little thing, and then that'll grow. And then that'll grow. And, and everything I keep saying has been because we're trying to lose weight forever, not for now. Um, and, and, and I think that that throws people too. 
because people expect you to say, okay, so you need to cut back your food to like 1500 calories. You need to go to the gym at least three times a week and move your body. Relax. It's okay. (laughs) If we do it right, we've got time. So the, the first thing that I'll tell people to do, and I don't talk about why exactly I say this, but there's a reason that I say the thing that I say. Mm-hmm. Um, you've probably heard me say the first thing I want people to do is add 20 grams of protein to yeah. your diet tomorrow that you didn't have today. And yes, that's going to help because we want to get our protein up. But the first thing I want to someone to do on a weight loss journey, a new weight loss journey with me is to challenge everything they've ever believed about weight loss which is, you know, you have to cut all your food. You have to cut this. You got to cut that. You got to cut whatever. My first advice is to add something. Right. So already we're like, we're defying everything that they've ever been told. And, you know, from then on, I can sort of give them new ideas that they maybe weren't ready for before. Cause they're like, okay, that new thing worked. All right. Nothing bad happened to me. So, and now, you know, we, we just go through the rest of the mindset stuff that I talk about. But that's the reason why I always start with add 20 grams of protein. Well, and we'll and, and get to added, removing stuff later. And the added benefit to that is it adds to their satiety. So they're yeah. probably not going to be. Well, that's, that's the biological <laughs> right. thing as well. Is <laughs> right. They're going to stay fuller for longer. It's going to be easier to take food out once we do it because they're going to already be fuller because the next day they'll have 20 grams of protein and, and so what. But yeah, it's so it, it's like it, it all goes to plan. But like psychologically speaking, that's the reason that I, I say that. Right, right. Well, and as we've seen, the process for losing weight, pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. The head gets in the way. Like Mechanically it's a, speaking, ooh. it's a very simple process. If we could <laughs> like, sort of administer this, it would be a very simple process. But there's just a lot happening in the mind. Like right. you said, it's all in our heads. Right. It's, we need to address the habits that created the fat. We can't just address the diet alone. It doesn't work. If, and if it did, it would have worked already. Right. Right. No kidding. Um, okay, so so we get through uh, 2022, and uh, when did you when did you join TikTok? I so I joined TikTok in early 2022 for a different reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I, I lived a different life before that. Um, but for the the weight loss and the mindset stuff, that was that started back in May of this year. I posted a video where I talked about like, why does everything that we have to do? The, the point of the video was I wanted to start recording, but I didn't have anything to say. So the first video I ever said was, why does everything we do have to be the greatest thing we've ever done? Why can't it just be something? You know, it's some days we're going to have things that are better than others, but like on a day like this, where I don't really have much of anything important to say, I can still film a video and, and get this point out and tomorrow I'll have something else. And that video turned out to be great looking back at it. And that sparked a, a thing now that, I mean, I, I literally am in a whole different spot in my life because I did that because I just did something that I thought was insignificant. So clearly, I mean, in, in, in May things started taking off for you was the first, uh, viral video that you had the the shirt video or was it something before that so that was yeah it did not take off right away that was um i mean it, it took off pretty quickly yeah to be fair in the scope of things but yeah for about a month and a half there was no play anywhere 
Um, and then I filmed that video on the boardwalk where I, what you don't see in that video is right before I took off my shirt and I threw it behind me. So it's, I actually, I had to go back and get it. Luckily it was there when I went back, but I was like, I don't even, I don't want this around my stomach. I don't want this. Uh, that's why on my live streams when somebody shirts me, um, which for those of you who have not seen a live stream, if, if someone comes on and tells me to take off my shirt, I have to do it because it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's an exercise to try right. to get more comfortable. But the rule is that I have to put it on my side or my back. I can't have it hanging from the front of my pants because I don't want anything covered. But that's what I did there. I, I said, I don't want anything covered. I don't want the option to ball it up and, and put it up in front of me. I threw it behind me and I started filming and I said, you know, I'm about to do something I haven't done in six years. And I went into a public space shirtless for the first time in that period of time. And that resonated with, at the time of this posting, 10 and a half million people. Jeez. So, um, and that, and so you you obviously gained a lot of followers since then, um, and 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 I mean you had already been growing already, um, but um, up so, until then, no, not, not was, at all, really. No, it was really there was there was nothing going on. My my channel was very quiet. I had, I, I was kind of in, you know, what two hundred view jail is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I was there I, every once in a while. I'd get something that would go up to like, you know, a thousand views or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't really have any people coming in, but I didn't care either because my only goal was to get on and help one person. Right. That's I literally I just wanted to reach somebody else who was maybe around the time that I had started, like in the same physicality that I was when I started and like didn't have any knowledge, any information. I just wanted to reach that person and help that person. And I ended up reaching probably a third of my followers came from that video alone. Right. So, uh, and, and that turned into a bustling discord server. Yes. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, there's like 500 something of us now. Yeah. And, and, and pretty active and just, uh, so many people trying to help each other and, and it's, it's a pretty wonderful space. We've never had to ban anyone. We've never had to reprimand anyone. There was a one point where I had to put out a post where I said, like, you know, we don't promote keto and fasting and that kind of stuff. But otherwise, there's not been any trouble at all. There's right. no judgment. There's no bickering, no fighting. It's just people all with the same goal trying to do something together in a space where everyone had previously felt alone. We've all done this alone. Right. And I don't think that's necessary to do it alone. And I don't think it's good to do it alone. I couldn't agree more. Um, the, I guess the, we didn't even get blowback when we made it 18 only 18 and up only really. Yeah. There were a couple of people who were, you know, a little bit upset of course, but like, yeah, it's yeah. We, we, we definitely only want to help adults there. Well, cause yeah, the, the, mm -hmm. it, kids have their own set of issues on top of whatever they're struggling with, like from a weight standpoint. And, let me just take a quick moment to address anyone here who may be young and I'll just give them my sort of stock advice. And that is to one, of course, be kind to yourself. Uh, go sign up for a sport, go play with your friends. Don't worry too much about, you know, dieting and all that kind of stuff. Get some good protein, get some nutrients, stay active. You are growing right now. If you put yourself on some kind of crazy diet, you might hurt yourself. 
especially at a time where you are developing and growing and basically sort of weaving the canvas that will become your adult body. So if you have weight to lose, speak with a doctor about it. Don't do it yourself. And most importantly, be kind to yourself. Sounds great. Sounds great. So, uh, so where are we at now uh, on TikTok? How many followers do you have? Uh, I hit 70 uh, this week. So seven zero. Yeah. Seven zero. Oh, yeah, yeah. Se- no, 70 <laughs> followers. <laughs> I, yeah, 70,000. Yeah. Um, so I got that. I started. Um, let me let me let's talk about poking holes and theories. Sure. Um, I this has not changed me in the slightest. I'm not like a diva or anything like it's I'm just a, a guy, you know. So part of this for me, this um, sudden notoriety it, it made me more insecure hmm. and it sort of made me think like, what if this was all an accident? What if it was just that one big post that I had, even though I've had plenty since then and all of my videos do well, there's no flops. So like, what if it was all a mistake and could I do it again if I had to? So I put that theory to the test and I started posting to Instagram, which yeah. for me has always been quiet and, uh, and personal, there's not much going on there. And now I'm growing there. In the last week, I've gained 2,500 followers. Fantastic. You know, so it's yeah. my, my purpose in doing that was sort of to be like, you know, if you have a theory, if you have a hypothesis about what you're doing, about what works in your diet, in your exercise, in whatever your routine is, poke holes in it, poke at it with a stick. See what happens when it's under stress. Does it fall apart? Does it adapt? Does it overcome? Does it break? And if it does break, how do we make it not break next time? Right. You know, there are some people who still think cutting out all their carbs is what's making them lose weight. And that's because they've never poked a hole in that theory. They've never tried to lose weight while still having carbs. And so they think the only way they can do it is by cutting carbs. Right. They've only ever lost weight because they cut their calories down to 1200. They've never tried a higher deficit uh, to lose weight slower. So they've never poked holes in it. Poke holes in your theory and see if it holds water. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that, that uh, one of the things that people may be afraid of at times is like what I'm doing right now seems to be working right now. And so if I change that, I'm going to fall off the wagon. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so my response to that is always, well, but if you're changing it with intent for a specific reason, then that's OK. And then you can because you can and, and if with intent usually means, OK, I'm going to test this for two weeks. Let's say it's two weeks and let's see what happens. Maybe it should be longer, maybe not. But if you test I say it, a month, I always yeah, say a month. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a uh, shot. And, and, and just see what happens. And if it doesn't work, then change something else. Um, you can always go back. Yeah. What if, if that was the thing that worked, you can go back to it. Why not? Right. You know, if you gain two or three pounds, the worst possible thing that could happen is you gain two or three pounds, which you've already lost plenty of times over. Right. You can do it again. Right. But what you've gained also, along with the weight, is knowledge on how to not have that weight come back again. Right. And that's invaluable. I think I think the difficult part at times can be 
So what you're saying is I have to take, I have to be an active participant in my weight loss, <laughs> right? Because I think, I think people, I know I, I certainly fell into this. Um, but, but I think a, a lot of times people want that set it and forget it type mentality, right? Right. Okay. I've set my diet now. Now I don't have to worry about that anymore. Just keep, just keep doing this. And that's what the market sells us. Yeah, of course. That's what we've been sold. That's why people believe that we still have to lose the weight in 21 days because that's what we're sold. Right. We're sold pills and we're sold meal plans and Weight Watchers and Jenny Craig and all that stuff. Of course they believe that. Right. Why shouldn't they? Right. And, They've and never been introduced to the way that we teach things. Agreed. And, and luckily, though, there are more and more voices that are stepping out and just saying, you know, all this is crap, right? You know, <laughs> everything that people have been telling you is crap. The one, one of the guys that I listen to uh, quite a bit is Lane Norton. And uh, he, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with him, but he, I'm about to be. he's very much um, science-based. And he's got a he's got a PhD in some bioscience. I don't remember exactly which one, but he's all about human controlled studies. And so when people say, "Oh well, insulin resistance and blah blah blah," and he goes, "Show me the human controlled studies because the ones that I've read don't indicate that there's anything to be worried about," and and just like, but he'll he'll. Every time he, he gets put up against something, he goes, nope, that's not what the science says. Um, and, and he'll, but he will also do the, I think you should do this because of this. And there are added benefits to doing this. But when we look at the studies, like from a weight loss standpoint, the studies show that in, in human controlled studies, randomized human controlled studies, the diet that you choose will work regardless of what it is as long as you stick with it i just followed him so uh that's uh i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's got there yeah do you know liam the plant slant no i do not oh you got to check him out okay he's uh he's one of my favorites i i only mentioned it because he just tagged me in a video oh okay i, <laughs> so I was like him. i got all these sorts of uh notification anytime i get a lot of notifications suddenly I get a little nervous because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what did I say or do? No, he just um, sent some traffic my way. So this is a shout out to the plant slant. Liam, plant thank slant. you so much for being so kind to me through my journey. Cool. I will definitely take a look. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. He, uh, so it's just uh, it's it's really nice to hear more voices standing up and just saying, hey, here's what the actual deal is. Um, and you don't have to buy supplements and you don't have to. Uh, be on intermittent fasting where you eat two hours out of a 24-hour day. <laughs> it only, that stuff doesn't even work. Right. You know, the intermittent fasting, let's talk about intermittent fasting for sure. a second. When people start on a weight loss journey, the loudest voices prevail. Yeah. So you're going to have the people who are saying, you know, do intermittent fasting, cut out all of your carbs, all that kind of stuff. You know that's BS. I know that's BS. It's just the way that it is. Um why is it BS? Because it's not a magic weight loss solution that like goes into your your fat cells, like white blood cells or something and starts oxidizing fat or whatever. It's simply a, a way to structure the food that you're already eating. And if you like doing it, go ahead and do it. Just make sure you're getting a day's worth of calories in that eight hour window. Right. If you don't like doing it, don't do it. 
because it's not going to help. It's going to make it worse. If you're a binge eater, definitely don't do it. Right. In my opinion. Yeah. That's anytime I tried intermittent fasting, I was just, I, I, I call it voluntary hunger. That's what it is. It's for, for the people who are complaining that they never feel full. Voluntary hunger is not what you want. No. You know, <laughs> right. You don't need more of that. And you do get full, but that's a story for a different day. That's a plus size story for another day. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, uh, it's um, so it, it, I, I've, I have found, uh, frankly, your voice refreshing and and I've I've been able to I think you and I are, are more in lockstep than we're not in terms of our approach and oh, for the sure type of things that we communicate with people, because I, I mean, what 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 I find interesting is I don't know if you've noticed this. People don't listen to you until you've lost x amount of weight regardless of whether or not you've been saying the same thing the whole time mm -hmm. um it's it's an interesting uh thing where uh and i've i've noticed it with my friends where they were like oh yeah look you look like you've been losing some weight that's great and then i hit whatever point that was where it looked significant enough where they start going, holy cow, what did you do? And how did you do that? And like they're, they're, now they're genuinely interested instead of simply hopeful. Uh, so it, it, I don't know what that, there's like there's this turning point and I don't know what it is, but I've been really curious about that lately. This is an entirely other podcast episode. <laughs> like I could do an episode entirely on this. Yeah, because I've got so many different thoughts on it. Because one, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that they don't want to listen until it's worked. Because why should they? Right. Why should they listen to someone who hasn't had to lose the weight before? That's where you see people saying, "Well, you know, I lost twenty pounds on keto last summer. I gained thirty back, but I lost twenty. And now you're listening to that person? Right. I don't think so. Right. And I'll, I'll get a little bit of hate for that, but also I'm right. So. <sighs> <laughs> right. secondly in terms of people that we listen to who haven't lost weight it's the supplement salespeople. yep the um the fiber supplement that won't be named that you know what yep. they're you know where they tell you to starve yourself and take the fiber supplement um those people haven't had to lose weight right you know it's why are we listening to them right so and but on the other hand of why i don't like that people aren't listened to when they haven't lost the weight yet is that their emotions get ignored as well. Yeah. Is that the difficulty gets chalked up to, Oh, you're just lazy. You don't want it enough. You, you just can't stop eating. So it, you know, put yourself on a diet or whatever. Sometimes big people just want to talk about the fact that it sucks. Yeah. You know, it's, we don't want advice. We don't want to be like, okay, what's the solution here? It, just like therapy. Sometimes you go in there and you're not going to get a solution that day, but talking about it helps you get there. Right. So that's the part of it that I don't like when larger people are not listened to because, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be getting advice, but also we don't have to be giving it either. Right. Oh yeah, so and that's We're taking it rather. Right, right. Well, so it's funny because um, early on when I started losing weight, um, I had all kinds of friends saying, "Well, I talked to my, 
ironically one of them was a chiropractor but I, I talked with my chiropractor and they said that um, this happens during this time of day and this thing and, and whatnot and I'm just like going I, I you got to be kind I, I believe anyway and so while I didn't say yeah that's not the way that works <laughs> what, what I do say is well I'm, I'm, I'm working on this thing in, in the way that I'm working on it right now and I want to stick with it to make sure that that I know it works or it doesn't work but I, but I, I'm, I've got this vision at the at the at the moment um, that has changed so that when people tell me stuff like that I can go yeah well I don't know I've only lost 140 pounds so I I can tell you yeah, what people have lost me. 200 pounds right. that's rookie numbers right I know I know get out of here I know well I gotta tell you just kind of speaking of that a little bit at my 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 initial goal weight um, 185 would put me at about 180 pounds lost. Mm-hmm. And it, recently I've had the thought in my head, I went, well, what if I just pushed another couple, another 20 pounds and then I can make it an even 200 pounds lost. Would that be good for you? No, no. It's an insane okay. thought. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just but, making sure. But you don't have to ask. That's the old mm-hmm. thinking creeping back in. You know, yeah. it, it just, that's, it's still, I'm still the same guy. That's still, it's still in the back of the head, but I'm just going, well, one, I didn't like it when I was at 171, when I lost 105 pounds years ago. Um, I, I didn't feel great at that. And so I want to push past that for, a, to 160. That's, that's just, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> so that guy lives in there just as every version of you lives inside of you somewhere. Exactly. You know, like when people talk about healing the inner child, I think that we sort of think of it as a separate entity. But I personally believe that the inner child isn't an idea, but rather an active passenger, an observer to your life. And you are now sort of you have custody of that inner child, Kurt. Right. And it's it's not your responsibility to repress him, but rather to show him why your way is better and and to take care of him in the way that you know perhaps it, it would have been better that he had been taken care of right in some way you know were you always big pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. i i mean r- mostly once i got to high school um mm-hmm. and and just again i think it came with a little bit more freedom uh you know uh, in high school you start gaining your freedom and and um i i think if i really look at it I, it probably happened before that because i have vivid recollections of uh, um, selling candy to other kids in elementary school because I could walk down the street and get it and then char- up upcharge them for it at school. Yep. But but uh, yeah, no. Once I got some freedom and and was a- able to like have a job and go out to eat and whatnot, yeah, I, I think that's when it started. And then um, you know I did the typical things like like. When my wife got pregnant with the kids, I'm sure I gained weight during that time, and 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 there were moments of like losing and, and gaining and, and whatnot. I lost 80 pounds once. I lost 105 pounds once. 105 pounds I lost on a bet, not a bet. Well, kind of a bet with with like 20 other guys. I like we put in we we did this thing we called gut be gone, and <laughs> and and we basically said if we lose 15 percent of our body weight. We share in half the pool of them. Everybody put in a hundred bucks. We share in half the pool and whoever loses the most percentage gets the other half. 
Okay. I was the big winner that year. Yeah. I, I both, we did two sessions of six months apiece, and um, I lost 105 pounds. And, and Now, what would have happened if part of that, part of the win case there was that if you gained the weight back, you had to give the money back, would you still have it? Oh, no way. No way. Uh, yeah, would you have had to pay them twice back now? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. And now it did come back a little bit more slowly, um, mm-hmm. but it came back and then some. Like, I started that at 276. I started this time at 368. I mm-hmm. mean, I was, and I'm pretty sure I was 400 pounds at one point. I just wow. didn't, I didn't, just didn't get on a scale. Um, so, mm-hmm. but, but, um, so, let me ask you what, you know, not necessarily a weight thing, but what, what's your goal? Like what, what do you, what are your, what are your goals now? I know you're trying to figure it out, but I mean, what are you doing to work towards whatever you're working towards? My goal is to get to a hundred pounds. hundred pounds. Sweet. No, yeah. <laughs> I would and be dead at a hundred. What's really cool is that if, if you say you did, anything with enough conviction, if you did that, then we could see your back ribs through your front. <laughs> You'd be able to see right through me. Yeah, you, you put a, a flashlight behind me and you'll be able to count my ribs. Yeah, that's I, my goal right now is to feel better. That's it. Well, my more specifically, my goal is to put muscle on. I want to fill out a shirt, uh, which I'm, I'm starting to do. But my ultimate overarching goal, because eventually that's going to be over too. So I'm preparing for that ahead of time. Is my ultimate goal all over is to feel better. Sure. And I arrived at that from making my goal more vague, which you've heard me talk about yeah, before. Yeah. Is how can we zoom out? How can we sort of – I'm running through all my greatest hits here for your, <laughs> for your finale. But, yeah, how can we zoom out and make our goals more vague? And what do I mean by that? If your goal is to be 180 pounds, there's one way to win, to be 180 pounds. There's a few ways to get there, but there's one way to win. Right. Now, say your goal is to be in the 180s. Now you've got nine cases to win there, but there's only nine cases to win. If your goal, zoom way, way far out, is to just simply feel better, I can win 100 separate times a day. Right. And there's no limit on the amount of times that can happen. There's no end of it, aside from, I suppose, the end of my life. There's, there are always things that I can do that'll make me feel better physically, mentally. There's millions. Of, there's things I don't know about yet that'll make me feel better that I, I haven't gotten to try. So how can you take the goal that you have now and give yourself more opportunities to win? And that's my my goal. The, I mean, the other one, my philosophical one, if, if you've got more time for me to rant, yeah. is to um, kind of like my life goal overall is to um like my motto is to leave this place a little better than i found it sure yeah so that's like everything it is and that that sort of like extends to others as well because if i feel good if i'm able to make myself feel better then i can work more diligently toward that goal of like leaving this place a little better than i found it and helping people i don't know in which ways i'll be helping people this time next year i don't know what it's going to look like next month i'd had a fantastic business call two days ago mm-hmm. it's going to be like a it's going to be a game changer great so like it the ways in which we can win are limitless you just have to expand your scope sure to sort of figure out how you can do it it's funny because I, I i've come at that from a, a little bit of a different perspective um 
Well, same type of thing, but from a different perspective. And that is like, you know, I, I'm trying to build muscles, uh, trying to build some muscle just to see what could happen. Me too. And, 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 and I don't, I don't even know. I just don't know. Right. Right. So, so, but how exciting, let's see what can, well, let's see what we can, what, what can happen. And then how I don't know exciting. if it was you or somebody else said, so year three, what are you going to call it? Cause I went from fat guy to fit guy mm-hmm. and, and somebody said, so when's buff guy going to start? And I went, <laughs> that might have, that sounds like, me. Oh. And I went, Oh man, I just started fit guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it took you a year. It did to figure did. out that you know. But here's the thing, though: from fat guy to fit guy, is is going to be a lot quicker than fit guy to buff guy. Oh yeah, because yeah. I've put on you know an okay amount of muscle for this amount of time. I've been going at it for a year. You can gain 50, 60, 70 pounds in a year, probably. You you can't gain that much muscle in a year, right? You know, right. it's it, it is a much longer process yeah and even then i'd say like i i took a picture um you know where I, I like lifted my shirt and kind of was getting progress there and i'm like i don't see a lot of progress let me look back through my pictures and see if i can find something that's like similar and i had taken a picture about six months prior in the same position in the same spot in the same lighting in the same condition and you can see that like my shoulders had gotten wider, my forearms were getting thicker, and like everything that I had um, insecurities about had grown, but I didn't see it because I like wasn't pay- I was so focused on like I need to get bigger, I need to get stronger. It's it's not happening quick enough. And then I look back at this picture and I say, oh, look at that, I'm I'm growing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still in that former uh, part where I'm just I'm not seeing anything. But I've only been doing it for like six weeks. I mean, it's, it's like, and and really only with some help and direction for the last three or four weeks. So, six weeks in fat loss is nothing. So six weeks in gaining muscle is like double nothing. Uh, right, exactly. And, and but I'm okay with it. Like that's the other part is like mentally I'm completely cool mm-hmm. with. I'm just I'm still learning. So the process is the process. I'm good. And um, how exciting. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. All right, so we are at that point right now where I'm going to ask you for one piece of advice for somebody who is just starting their weight loss journey or thinking about it. What is that one piece of advice that you would give? So I had one that I was going to do before, which was um, my my big one, sort of the cliche that I think everyone's kind of waiting for me to say if, if, if you came here knowing who I am, and that is to be kind to yourself. Um, but I, I think I, I want to make this one a little bit more special, not just hit you with the, uh, you know, the default that everyone's going to hear from me all the time. And like I was just saying before, how exciting, um, that's, it's a quote from, uh, it's, it's my favorite quote, not from my favorite movie, but it's one of my favorite quotes. And, um, it's, I think the last night at the museum with, okay. um, Ben Stiller and Robin Williams is there too. He's playing Teddy Roosevelt. And some hijinks predictably happen at the museum and Ben Stiller quits about it. Cause he's like, I'm not doing this again. And um, he's talking to Teddy Roosevelt and he says, I, I don't have any idea what, cause he's, he's doesn't have a job anymore. He left the job. It was his final night. And he said, I don't know. I don't have any idea what I'm going to do tomorrow. 
and Robin Williams looks up at him and sort of smiles and goes, how exciting. Yeah. You know, and that, that has gotten me through a lot of uncertainties. It's gotten me through a lot of things where I'm like, well, I don't know how this is going to work out. So maybe I shouldn't try it, or I don't know how this is going to work out. So why bother? And the, um, you know, the the why tries become louder than the why not. But I, I think I would rather not know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow than to know and resent it. Oh, fair. Yeah, that's fair enough. No, so I like that. If you don't know what's coming next, if you're unsure of how this journey is going to go for you, how exciting. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I think that's my statement here. No, that's that's great. That's great. And as expected, that's right in line with what I would have uh, liked from you. <laughs> so, uh, because that's that's kind of right where I'm at. Is like I don't know what's coming, but I'm cool with it. How exciting! Um, yeah, yeah. Just say that. I I say that to myself all the time. Yeah. Now that's yours. That's gonna live in your head too. Cool. Um, okay. So before we let everybody know where they can find you, uh, one of the things I don't want, I want them to find me. Yeah, so I'm um, announcing my retirement. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's gonna happen. Um, <laughs> one of the things I I was going to ask because I ask everybody is is it okay for us to follow up with you uh, next season just to do a where are they now and, and what's Please. going on? Yes, of course. Yeah, nobody has said no, so yeah. <laughs> I would I would have expected no less. All right, so in an effort to let people know where to find you there is only one way that we can finish this so oh hold up yeah oh my god <laughs> wow yeah this is um for for I, and I know that you were uncomfortable with your shirt off too for a long time. So it's not only is it strange that that's what a lot of people know me for, but like, it, I, how how could I have ever? How could either of us have ever expected to be doing what we're doing right now? Uh, yeah, it was. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's it's kind of crazy, <laughs> but but hey, look, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? So, um, okay, Mike. Tell people where they can find you. So you can find me. God, where can you find me? Um, you can find me at TikTok, um, on TikTok, at Mike Pridgen, M-I-K-E-P-R-I-D-G-E-N. You can also find me on Instagram at Mike Needs a Plan, which, uh, yeah, Kurt, thank you very much for that. Um, speaking of things that you've done, uh, mm -hmm. you can also come to the Discord at tiny.cc slash Mike weight loss. That is tiny.cc slash Mike weight loss. Um, but yeah, those, those, if you click on any of those, you can find me anywhere. So wherever I might be from there, um, that's, that's where to start. Very cool. And with that season one of plus size stories is a wrap. Mike, thank you so much for joining me uh, for this season finale. I, I really appreciate it. And I wouldn't have wanted anybody else here. So have I'm a great the, night, and uh, we'll see you around TikTok. Are we getting renewed for season two? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Kurt. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks.